Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Born to Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marsha Witeka. Conversations plus connections equals community. Those are my three C's. The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories. Some are similar, others are uniquely different. Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Happy Monday, everybody, on the last Monday of January. Christmas is already a month ago. It's amazing how fast time, how fast time flies by. And I just want to welcome you to the Born to Talk radio show today. I'm really excited to have my guest joining me today, and my guest today is Sylvester Van Buren, and I want to welcome you to the show, Sylvester. Hi, Marcia. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. It's very exciting, and this show really is going to be about your life's journey because you've had a very interesting life that I think people will be inspired by. But we do need to give a shout-out to our mutual friend, Russell Buschetto. And I can't say his name without making my hand up like into a point because that's that's what you do, right? And and that's That's how you and I met. We met because of Russell. And um, I wanted to ask, so how is it – how do you know Russell? What's your connection to Russell? So Russ is my dog. Me and Russ, we actually assistant coach on our daughter's high school softball team. Um, so, yeah, and I met Russ um, through there, and through talking with him, I found about his organization, Share Hope USA, which his son um, actually started, um, and is, you know, they're doing great works in the community. And, um, yeah, so there have been, like, some events where they go, you know, and just help out the homeless and just go to where they're at and help out. And uh, I believe, well, actually, one of the events um, that it was a Christmas event, actually, and that's where mm-hmm. I met you. Yeah. Correct. That's right. And I actually came out and saw a couple of, of the softball games. And you're right about Russ and um, his son, Simon, that started Share Hope USA. I have featured them a couple of times on my show because of the outstanding work they're doing. But this amazing show work, is yeah. about it, a, a very amazing. But this show is about you. And I like to start my shows off with letting the listeners know something about my guests. I mean, who are you and why do I want to listen? So I think that that would be a great way for us to start today. If you'd like to just tell us a little bit about your background, where you grew up, and just something about the lifestyle that you started with and and to where you are today. So let's hear your story. Well, so not to go into, like, very long detail, but I was born in Los Angeles, um, and in my teenage years, um, I moved to Mississippi. My mom, she moved me out of Los Angeles um, just because where we're at, you know, there, um, you know, the gang affiliation for young men and the pressures and everything. My mom, she kind of didn't want me around that, so um, she made the choice to move me out of the element. Um, where she knew that I could probably fall in to, like, just go down the wrong path. And we moved to Mississippi, which was a great experience. Um, I actually kind of um, was able to focus and just, you know, adapt that Southern lifestyle, that Southern hospitality, and 
an affinity for cooking, an affinity for good food, um, just uh, affinity for people. Um, it was just a great experience moving um, to the South and Mississippi. And, um, yeah, from there, you know, I, I played football. You know, um, I definitely – it definitely was a culture shock coming from Los Angeles to Mississippi, but like I said, it was just a beautiful situation. And from there, I graduated high school and went into the Marine Corps. Really, just like that, yeah. you knew that you. Yeah. What 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 was the inspiration to to join the military? What 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 prompted you to do that? <laughs> so again, like the Marine Corps was not like one of the things that I kind of wanted to do like all my life, but again, um. It was during that time just growing up and where um, my mom just kind of, you know, she guided me, you know, down the right path. And um, mm-hmm. once, you know, once, you know, she, you know, once she explained it and once I was able to look into it and see that this would be a great opportunity for me, um, it was at a time where, you know, we were at peacetime. Um, it wasn't wartime. Okay. So the military was um, an option out there, um, you know, just being my mom raising me. Um, it, it was that other option to have that that masculine, that, you know, that, that other side, you know, that father-type figure, that, mm-hmm. you know, that whole situation. So it was, a, it was just a great balance. So, um, yeah, so I went to the military, spent um, five years in there. I was able to travel the world, um, Australia, really? Japan, um, Thailand, um, just um, – met so many wonderful people around the world. Um, I served with so many people that um, I'm still kind of connected with to this day. And just the experiences and everything um, that I was able to, you know, to able to live and, you know, experience, uh, for lack of better better words, it's just, Mm -hmm. yeah, like, it just became, I embraced it, it just became a part of me. Like, um, so something that I kind of, wasn't leaning towards doing, I actually got in. I'm very proud to be um, a Marine Corps veteran, you know, to this day, and it'll always be a part of me. That's just a terrific story, especially since, um, you know, fortunately it was peacetime, um, and, but to be able to see the world as you did, to form, do you have, do you have siblings? I do have siblings. I do have siblings. My siblings okay. are actually, it's so funny. My siblings are, they're, they're older than me. My mom had me at 37. So um, my siblings at that time, my closest brother to me, he was already about to graduate high school. So I kind of grew up as a, like an only child, um, so to speak. My siblings are more like, um, you know, um, like parent, like adult type figures, you know. Mm-hmm. But now, of course, you know, we're all adults and, you know, um, we share common interests and everything like that. But, yeah, um, I have uh, a couple of – I have two brothers, um, one of which he passed in 2007. We were very, very close. He um, was yeah, just like an inspiration for me to just stay on the right track, corporate America. The reason why I went into corporate America was because of him. And um, my sister, who <laughs> she's my sister is kind of like she's known as the cook in the family. Like she showed me like a lot of things around the kitchen. Oh, you need to do this. That's how you do that. So that's where you know I kind of learned a lot of my um, cooking skills from. My credit to my sister, and then I have another brother, um, and he stays in Texas. Um, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Those are my siblings. That's the background. Right. That's that's us. But. It's- Sounds like the military provided you yet another sense of male bonding and role modeling that 
that really has sustained you to today. If you say, you know, you're still in touch with some of those, with some of those fraternity, uh, fraternities, um, you know, um, Marine brothers, it is kind of that way. And so when you said you went into corporate America, what does, what does that mean? What did you do for 17 years? So after, you know, I, you know, I I thought I was going to stay in the military for a while, but um, at one point when I was going to re-enlist, they wanted to send me to Yuma, Arizona, and I just, you know, coming from L.A., I just, I don't know, I couldn't see myself. Nothing against Yuma, Arizona. I just don't know where it's at. It sounds like it was the middle mm-hmm. of nowhere, and it didn't seem like um, the place where I wanted to spend, like, the next part of my enlistment. So, yeah, so I transitioned out into the civilian world um, with, you know, my skill sets that I got from the military. Um you know, and um, yeah, dive right into corporate America. Um, I, you know, started off at Bank of America, um, and you know, shout out to them. Like, and I'm, you know, again, it was a a place where you know I was on the teller window, and I just met like a lot of great people. You know, as I was able to earn a living for myself, um, you know, and go to college, and you know, all that um, great stuff. And from there, I transitioned, you know, and went to you know, um. Triple A, um, the corporate office mm-hmm. in Costa Mesa, and um, I was an underwriter there. Um, again, you know, um, a great experience. I met a lot of great people and just picked up a lot of um, skill set and just kind of moved my way up. You know, um, you know the ladder there, um, and then I went over to Directv. So Directv was a great experience for me, and it's kind of like um, it was like a pivotal point in me because that's when I started to realize like a unique skill set I had, like with just dealing with people in general, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, being optimistic and, you know, everything started to come to a head and they put me in charge of like this, um, this project where um, we, the project was, it was a resource group where we were welcoming veterans to join um, direct TV, letting them know that, hey, this is a military-friendly environment um, for people who transition out the military and want to come into the workforce. So I was ahead of that project. I started a resource group there called the Veterans Resource Group. Um, it was one of the last resource groups before um, direct TV was acquired by AT&T. But what I realized right. there was – you know, they put me in charge of this project, and they definitely um, depended on me to do it, and it became successful. And it was um, one of the um, – it still exists. I think, you know, AT&T, they put their thing on it as well. Um, so um, it still mm-hmm. exists through AT&T. Um, they just kind of merged together. But um, the way that I was able to push that project and just um, get it out there and, you know, lay the foundation for it and just recruit the right team around me, um, it just made me realize, like, wow, you know, um, I really can do some, you know, great things for myself as well, you know, outside of um, what I'm doing for these companies, um, which, you know, I you know, I have a great deal of respect for, you know, but, you know, at some point, you know, you got to start looking at yourself and saying like, hey, you know, if I'm able to, if they're able to pay me and I'm able to push these, these billion-dollar companies, you know, what can I do for myself? Absolutely, and you know that it's interesting because it sounds. I I grew up with my father um, was um, in the National Guard, and so that that wasn't something that you know he did as his career when he was raising his family. But I grew up understanding that kind of systematics way of living. My father was very organized and um, could manage a lot of different things, 
And I think sometimes right. military people, um, do, do you think that, that that military experience, do you navigate yourself into the civilian world? Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, with the military, you know, it's all about, we don't do anything without planning first. You know, <laughs> um, in the military, that's just the way it is. Um, you have to come up with a strat- strategy. And once you come up with those two things, um, the most important thing is you have to execute, you know. So um, that's a everyday, minute-by-minute um, thing that they drill in your head in the military, from boot camp all the way through um, when you're actually, you know, serving in the military. Like, you know, just, you know, strategy, planning, and execution. You know, um, yeah, I mean, it, it literally um, – to do those things, you know, um, it literally was like life-saving skills. Literally. I bet. <laughs> I, 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 you know what? I, I, I. That's how my dad lived too. And you know something? When you live with somebody that's like that, I mean, you don't necessarily pick up every skill your parent teaches you. But I'm sort of like that as well. I, 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 I I'm not as spontaneous as some because I, I'm doing exactly what you're saying. I'm having a strategy. I'm planning. I'm executing. That's just how my, my world works. But that's how your mind after, works, right? And it, yeah, and you know something else that's funny that we have in common? Uh, my first job out of high school, because I didn't go into the military, but I also didn't go to college. But my first uh-huh. job out of high school, was a, it was the Bank of America also. Very funny Uh-oh. that I worked for B of A. That was my very first job, and then I went over to um, Aerospace from that from that job. But yeah, that's it. Was a great company to work for. So you did your seventeen plus years with corporate America, and then whammo, you make this entirely different change, yeah. and you decided to jump into the food industry. Now, I mean, I know you mentioned you had your food in Mississippi, and your sister taught you some things. But, wow, what made you decide to jump into the food industry? Well, I, you know, I had this, you know, idea in my head. Like they say the the most valuable piece of real estate is the cemetery because it's full of ideas <laughs> that are, you know, multi-million ideas and billion-dollar ideas that people never, ever um, got out there and put into the world. So, man, like, so, you know, it was just one of those ideas. We all have ideas in our head, right, like, Oh, you know, I want to do this. I want to do that. Um, one of my favorite shows is Shark Tank. We all, you know, I'm watching it and I'm like, wow, look at all these, like, you know. So it was an idea in my head, and it stayed in my head because I didn't want to tell anybody um, because what I was doing, um, that type of food that I was going to serve and get out there, um, as far as my food truck um, making potato stuff, I didn't want to tell anybody because I didn't see it out there yet, at least not in Southern California. You know, so, um, yeah, I, I just I didn't tell anybody until one day I was sitting down with a, um, a friend of mine from Australia, and it was at a Halloween party, and he just kind of, we were just sitting there just having a beer, and, you know, we were just talking, mm-hmm. and he kind of tapped into, like, you know, some of the things that I, you know, wanted to do, you know, going into, you know, the, the upcoming year. You know, and I say, yeah, I don't really want to talk about it. He was like, I, he was like, tell me, Mike, I'm I'm not going to steal your idea, Mike. You know, you're from Australia. I'm trying to get the accent down, but yeah. So I ended up explaining to him. <laughs> I ended up explaining to him. I, it was the first time. I always tell this story because it was the first time I spoke it. You know, and I spoke my idea. You know, to somebody, 
Um, so mm-hmm. I ended up telling him, yeah, like, this is what I want to do. And I described the food truck that I have this day to a T, you know, and he was like, wow. he looked at me and his words, um, he was like, you should effing do it, mate. You know, he used the real word, but he he, he looked at me mm-hmm. with his mouth open. He said, oh, my God, you would kill it. People look like you would kill it. You know, like your personality, just getting out there with people. He said, you should do it. And the way when I told him and he responded, it was my first time getting a response for something because, remember, I never spoke it. You know, so um, sure. when he told me and I got that response, I was just like, okay, cool. I was like, yeah, but this is between me and you. I don't want you to tell nobody, you know, because, like, you know, this is my idea. I'll be damned. By the time, like, I navigated to that party, like, people was coming up to me, Sylvester, you're going to start a food truck? You're going to start a food truck? You're going to kill it, dude? Like, and then my buddy, he was like, hey, you know, he's going to get this food truck. He's going to have all these great, you know, so people at the party were, like, were talking about it, and, like, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to do it. Not yeah, even, thanks for keeping the secret. Even, <laughs> right, right, but not even, like, it was still one of those things was like, eh, you know, I really wasn't about to take the lead. But I, that next morning, you know, I promised him that I was going to do it. So that next morning I spoke it, so I'm a man of my word. You know, so that next morning I started, um, I started the LLC. Um, I just started to, wow. like, yeah, just get the ball rolling, and everything was kind of coming together on paper, you know, but I still, you know, wasn't going to execute, and I still wasn't going to do it, to be honest. You know, to be honest, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was just like one of those things, you know, like, oh, okay, you know, I'm, yeah, oh, okay, I got business cards, okay, you know, yeah, but the more I started getting into it, the more doors started opening up, um, and then when I got the opportunity to actually get the food truck, I was like, oh, yeah, this is real. This is real. You know, and um, my first time going on the food truck, it was an event in Inglewood. And when I say, like, we we were up, I was next to another popular food truck in Los Angeles, which is all flavor, no grease. And, you know, those are like my brothers. Like, a, there are a lot of food trucks in this industry. Like, we all kind of network. But um, when I tell mm-hmm. you, like, we held our own, and that line was just, just as long as any other um, person, and it was our first day out. It was our first day out, wow. and um, yeah, we killed it. We actually killed it. And then afterwards, um, the ladies who organized the event, they was like, "Wow, you did an amazing job!" And I was like, "Yeah, this is our first." They was like, "This was your first time out." It was like, "Oh my God, you're gonna do so amazing!" So yeah, um, um, from that day, I was just like, "Wow, okay, this is it. This is you know, I got something here, you know." And um, yeah, I just you know, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Marsha. Well, you know, I you know, you've mentioned the name of your truck and I keep wanting to reverse the order of the name of your truck in my mind. So let's talk about the name of your food truck and how in the world you came up with this name. I I there's got to be a story there. So what's right. the name so, of your food truck? So the name of my food truck is Mega Potato Stuffed. Mega Potato Stuffed. Um so the <laughs> So the whole motivation behind my name is, so they're large potatoes. So mega, you know, in general, it, it means, you know, large, large. big, mm-hmm. you know. So you're mm-hmm. going to, you know, when you get this potato, you're going to get this big potato, you know, stuff with, you know, all this amazing stuff that you wanted to have stuff in there. But um, the significance about um, the word mega is my middle name is Omega. My middle name is oh. Omega. 
yeah. And um, as I mentioned before, I'm the last child. So Omega also means last. So my mom named me Omega, meaning this is it. This is, you know, this is my last child. You know, she was 37 when she had me. Her kids was grown. She was like, no, this is Omega. This is it. So Omega means the last child. So my family name, my nickname is Mega, Mega, Mega. Like, so Mega oh. Potato Stuff is actually it's a play on words, so to speak. Um, my my mm-hmm. middle name being Omega. And, um, yeah, Mega meaning large. So when you look at it, it's wow. like Mega Potato Stuff. But people who know me, they know that that's Mega, my name. Potato stuffed, right? Got so, it. That's yeah. that's really cool. Did you did you <laughs> yeah. know? Um, did you know from the, the from the beginning that you wanted your truck to be a feature that was just going? Not I mean just, but that was going to be potato focused. Was that part of your when you were dreaming about this? Was that part of your plan? Yeah. So yeah, one thing about me, like um, when I so, all right, so traditionally, like, and culturally, you know, how I grew up, um, let's just take Thanksgiving for instance. Like, people know how to do one thing, and they know how to do one thing for well. So, like, our tr- traditional Thanksgiving dinner is, like, dressing, macaroni and cheese. So, you don't have anybody who never did the macaroni and cheese before to do the macaroni and cheese. You don't have anybody who never did the dressing before, and people can vouch for it and say, like, that person can do dressing um, to just do the dressing. Like, so mm-hmm. I do one thing, and I do one thing well, and that's the potatoes. You know, that's the potatoes. That's something that I, I kind of, like, studied. Um, you know, I know how to get my potatoes, like, the freshest potatoes, like, the ingredients fresh and everything like that. So I want to do one thing, and I wanted to do one thing well. And it's the potatoes, so I stick with that. I may add a couple more things to the menu, like here and there, but the primary focus of it is is potatoes. Like just like Subway, like when you go to Subway, you're not going there looking for chicken wings. You're going there looking for a sandwich. For a sandwich. Subway, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they threw a couple of other things on the menu, but for sure, like they're going to stick to one thing. So I want to do one thing, and I want to do one thing well, and I want to make it better every single day. So people always tell me, like, "Oh, you should have this." You should, have this. and I'm like, at this point, I'm like, "Nope, nope, just the nope. potatoes." Because there's yeah. so many different things that I can do with the potatoes. You know, um, so many different meats and so many different um, flavors. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's open canvas. You know, so um, that's true. You know, that's what I'm. That's owning. so cool. So let me just, because I, 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 my husband was a really, really good cook. Um, I just oh, had really? to show okay. up. It was, it was, a, it was a great deal we had. That um, had to be a treat. Uh, it was. It really was. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a loss in many ways since he's no longer living. Um, and so oh, you know the kids are oh my God, I'm just gonna starve. It's like yeah, okay. Right. Um, but this is about back to you. So. Um, uh-huh. What 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 kind of a potato do you use? Are you using russets? What 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 is the potato itself? Or do you use sweet so, potatoes? Are there all kinds of potatoes? So for the, my potatoes are seasonal. Um, so um, the potatoes that I get, you know, as soon as they come from, you know, the farmers, you know, that ship them out, you know, I'm at the loading docks mm-hmm. getting my potatoes. Not to get into detail about that, but um, yeah, um, my potatoes are fresh, and I use. Idaho potatoes, um, 
when they're the largest potatoes are in season and I also use um rest of potatoes as well. Um, you know, when they're um in season as well. So potatoes are seasonal, so it just, you know, depends, you know, on that. So I, I didn't use know that. that. So it's not just Yeah, so it's not just um the potatoes um that, you know, um it's the the work. So it takes, you know, an hour and a half, two hours to bake these potatoes. So already mm-hmm. for the consumer, you know, I'm saving you an hour and a half of your life by already having this potato <laughs> baked and just ready to yes. <laughs> and just ready to be Yes, yeah, that's, but, very um, yeah, that's very yeah. so true. That's very true. Just itself, yeah. but um, but yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, but the potato is just the potato. But um, the magic happens when you stuff it with the um meat options that I have. So I got everything from shredded chicken breast to pulled beef chuck roast. Um, shrimp. Um, use large shrimp. Um, snow crab, real snow crab. Um, not the imitation crab, and also lobster, lobster out the shell. So all my products are authentic. Um, nothing is, um, you know, nothing is processed, which is another, um, you know, motivating factor for me to get out here. Like we, um, you know, especially in Southern California, you know, I, as I mentioned, I moved to the South. That was one of the things that I, I saw, the difference between the South and, you know, Southern California. They use you know, a lot of fresh products. A lot of the people out in the South have their own gardens. They use, you know, fresh products and fresh ingredients is, it wins every time. A lot of, um, Mm -hmm. even a lot of the high end restaurants out here, a lot of, they use processed food, like food that is, you know, processed, you know, so I I want it to be really authentic in the ingredients, you know, that I use. Um, So um, that's, you know, when it comes to like any type of secret ingredients, it's just being authentic. You know, so, um, oh, yeah, so, but, yeah. That's great. So I, I, I hesitate to ask you this because I think I probably sort of know the answer, but <laughs> what excites you most about doing a food truck? I mean, I, I think you probably just by your enthusiasm of talking, I, like I didn't know the potatoes were seasonal, so that's something I've learned. And I know that yeah. you're not just doing – a potato, and here's some butter and some sour cream, although I'm sure you do oh, that. Yeah, right. But yeah. what you stuff it with is also a, a huge part of this. So what excites you the most about doing a food truck? Yeah, so it's just, for me, um, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm a real social person. Like, I'm a people person. As I mentioned, I traveled the world. Um, I've met, you know, um, I've been introduced to so many different cultures. Um, you know, I was in the Middle East, you know, and I met people there, you know, Australia, you know, Thailand, I mentioned um, Japan, I even went to Africa, you know, so many different people, so many different cultures. So um, I, I just have an affinity for, you know, people and meeting them who they are, like just being like mm-hmm. genuine, you know, nothing, um, you know, fake. like, you know, who are you? Like, like, um, yeah, I just meet people who who they are. Like, you know, I just have a um I have this thing where I just kinda like, you know, to you know, uh, you know, just being real, to be honest. You know, just being yes. real. Just you know, who are you? So, you know, um I love that. Um I mean, I'm being like you know, I'm trying to like, you know, you but to to be honest, it's just I'm a vibe person. Like I really like you know, connect with good vibes, you know, so yep. um, just, you know, being out there with people, you know, and, um, 
knowing that I'm about to give them a solid experience, um, regardless of whatever type of day they had. Um, you could have went through um, whatever. You could have lost your job. You could um, be having a bad day. It doesn't matter what you're going through. At some point, you're going to have to eat, you know. And so mm-hmm. that and, and when that when that happens, when you are hungry, you know, you want to have a good experience. You know, it's one thing to eat, but you, it's another thing to, you know, go somewhere where somebody has, like, a, just a bad attitude or whatever. You'll never go to that place again. You know, you probably no. get up right there, like, hungry and saying, like, look, I don't want this. Give me my money back, you know. Um, so it's not just um, so much the product. It's the experience. You know, I just love giving people a great experience. You know, when they come to my truck, you know, um, I love, you know, just giving them a great experience. Um, so, you know, making people's day, um, when people come back and say, oh, my God, this is a great potato, like, you know, like, that's everything for me. When people leave me, um, you know, comments on my Instagram or, you know, Facebook, when they reach out, I, that's everything for me, like, even good or bad. Like, so when people say, like, oh, you know, but, you know, maybe, she, you know, I listen to it all, you know, um, because, you know, um, I'm always trying to get better every single day, you know. You know, I've only been out here, you know, a short period of time compared to some of the, you know, um, the bigger food trucks and the bigger chefs. Um, but I say bigger because they've been out here doing it. They've experienced things that I'm experiencing right now. Um, but mm-hmm. I enjoy it. I love it. I just absolutely love it. It doesn't feel like work, you know, and it's so crazy because I don't sleep that much, you know, because I'm always, I'm always <laughs> up grinding doing it. <laughs> That's funny. Well, you know, speaking of that, um, I like. I think it would be really interesting for you to take us through a typical food truck day. Uh, for instance, I, I mean, I, I know what I'm curious to know about. So, why don't you kind of tell me? I mean, do you do you start off by marketing? Do, well, how how take take us through a day for for you, if it's typical. Maybe so, it's not. <laughs> So a day for me, it doesn't even start the day of, right? It starts um, the mm-hmm. night before, sometimes a whole week before. So um, I like to consider, you know, my business, um, a large percent of a percentage of it is social media driven. So I need to let the people where I'm going know where I'm going to be um, the next day, right? Um, mm-hmm. Just, you know, if people are – you know, about to have lunch, you know, you don't just walk out of your office or walk out of your house without without kind of knowing where you want to go, not a general idea. So, you know, I just kind of let people know where I'm at. So that way, you know, the night before, they're like, oh, okay, he's going to be by next to my job or he's going to be here. So, you know, they can prepare, you know, to actually, you know, have their potato, you know, their whole experience coming to make a potato stuff. So, it, you know, I, that's a part of it. So once that's out there, now it's time to go to work because guess what? Now I know that people are going to expect me at a certain time here. You know what I'm saying? And usually, you know, for me, you know, um, it's around 11 o'clock, you know, in the morning. So by that time, you know, um, <laughs> everything has to be prepped and ready. Like, so all my product, you know, I'm up at 4 o'clock in the morning, you know, um, just, you know, either, you know, getting my potatoes, um getting right at the, the stores that I need to get to when they open up around 6 a.m. so I can get in there and get out and just making sure that I have everything. And then once, you know, I have everything um, that I need, um, and then it gets easier over time because, you know, I start to stock up on certain things that I don't need to 
actually get every single day, you know, just like the, mm-hmm. you know, the to-go containers, the seasoning, um, some of the stuff that is frozen, like, you know, so, like, so it gets easier every day. But anyway, like, so from 4 o'clock in the morning all the way to I open up, you know, at 11 a.m., it is grind time. I'm getting ingredients. I'm going down, making sure that the the low boy, he cleans the truck and makes sure that it's ready to go, um, that, you know, all my burners are good to go, that I have propane, um, you know, I'm just making sure that everything is good to go. So that way, when I get on location, I don't have to do nothing but just worry about, you know, getting the product out to the customer or the guest, I like to say, um, within, a, you know, a good, decent um, amount of time. You know, I should always shoot mm-hmm. for like five or ten minutes to get the product out to the person because, you know, people got to go, you know, and everything like that. Um, so, but yeah, but, um, yeah, so it's, it's pretty much go time. So when I'm on location and actually serving and everything like that, that's pretty much like the, the fun part. That's the easy part. So everything mm-hmm. else, all the other magic to even get to that point, it happens um, beforehand and then also afterwards, you know, the shutdown, you know, it has to, you know, we got to do inventory. We got to see what we need the next day. What do we sell out of? What do we need more of? And, you know, all that stuff. And then mm-hmm. getting the truck back to where it needs to go so it can get clean, sanitized, and ready to go the next day. So, yeah. Um, wow. For the most part, I'm general, like, I'm out six days a week. You know, some days, you know, some days it may take seven days a week. Um, um, for This is the first time in a long time I just took a couple of days off. Um, just to kind of like regroup and reset, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I I just love being out there. Like I said, it don't feel like work to me. How many? So how many guys? Uh, I was really so you so you work just about six days a week. And I know today I think is your day off, which has been beautiful because uh-huh. it's allowed us to be together. But so how right, many? Right, right. How many people are inside the truck with you when you're on location? When I'm on location, usually it's about two or three people. Um, it it's just it depends. Like so, if I know it's a, right. it depends on how busy the run is. If it's a real busy run, then I'll have a crew of three people. You know, myself and two other people. Um, if it's an everyday run, then I'll just have myself and then somebody else. Um, and I I had to figure that part out. You know, um, when I first yes. started, I just had so many people. But once you start figuring out what job needs to be done, and you know, um. Uh, how to, you know, like I said, plan, strategize, and execute. Um, you just start figuring out that um, a lot of stuff that makes the operation go smooth when you're open is all in the preparation. So once mm-hmm. that's done and ready to go, then it's pretty much, um, you know, like I said, it's, it, it doesn't feel like work once everything is, you know, set and um, and in place. Do you have certain locations that? You know, every Thursday that's you're here, and but but you have some days where you're more available to just go somewhere else. How do you how do you set up your schedule that lets people know? I mean, you mentioned that you know you you use Instagram, and I know that uh-huh. make a potato stuffed is your Instagram um, way for people to make find you. But stuff. if somebody was uh-huh. there, you go. So if people wanted to find you and go, man, I want some of that snow crab and shrimp and a side baked potato. You know, do you do you just go to one location a day? I mean, are you not there right. like at dinner time somewhere, right? So you start at like at eleven and you go till when? Right. So, you know, that's the part where you know, um, I don't think there's a blueprint for that. 
So I do have a okay. regular route, and I do have a regular route, and I do post it on Instagram. Um, on certain days, I'm at certain locations, and for the most part, it's pretty consistent. It has been okay. um, pretty consistent, um, but. Outside of that, um, I'm also um, picking up more events. And now that we're past the rainy season and the holiday season, um, there's going to be more mm-hmm. outdoor events. So, um, you know, my best thing that I always tell people is definitely follow me on Instagram. Um, my website is being re- revamped right now, but my website is makeapotatostuff.com. Um, so when that's back up, um, I think it should be back up by next week. Um, then they can Great. locate me on there. But it, all things Mega Potato Stuff, you plug in Mega Potato Stuff on Google, um, then they'll direct you to even my Instagram and my Facebook, and that that's where people can find me. And then um, with the web, they were going through the website, but I'm trying to revamp it. I want, I just want a better, more, better experience with the website. So when that's back up, they'll be able to find me that way as well. Um, but yeah, but I'm not hard to find at all. I'm not, I'm not hiding. And then. If you Good. see the big blue truck in the area, like, it's, you can't miss it. Like, oh, okay. And I try to get there, you know, a little bit before schedule so that way people know, like, oh, make the potato stuff. Okay, they're over here now. And um, mm-hmm. in the, the era of social media and cell phones, you know, um, people are calling, oh, you know, make the potato stuff. They, you know, they're downstairs, you know, are, you know, so the word spreads pretty quickly um, with, with all the food trucks, you know, or with all, with anything like, um, when you have a good product, you know, the word kind of spreads a little quickly. So yeah. I like to think that I have a good product um, because every customer, every person, every guest, you know, that comes, oh, I've heard about you from, you know, so-and-so, you know, I was reckoning, oh, I heard you got the best potato, and you know, so, and I love that, and I love that, and um, mm-hmm. that's what I want to um, keep cultivating, and that's, you know, that's what drives me ultimately. What, what? Right now, if if somebody was to say, well, I'll ask you this. What's your most popular potato, your stuffed potato right now? What are people just can't get enough of? Any Anything with shrimp, like they, add, they do good combination. <laughs> so anything with shrimp or the snow crab, because the snow crab is like real snow crab. Um, so mm-hmm. a lot of people use imitation no shade or anything towards anybody, but a lot of people use imitation crab, but, you know, I'm using real authentic crab, like, so the, the snow crab, the seafoods are real popular, um, but also, you know, um, I didn't mention this, you know, my truck is vegan-friendly, vegan-friendly, vegetarian-friendly, oh. and pescatarian-friendly, yeah, so, if you want a potato and you um, are vegan, then you're not going to get any cheese, any sour cream, any dairy products in your potato, you know, um, you know, or any meat, you know, if you're vegan. And then vegetarian, mm-hmm. you know, you can indulge in cheese and, you know, sour cream, but, you know, you you don't have to get any meat. And if you're a pescatarian, you know, you have the seafood options. You have the lobster, you have the crab, you have the shrimp, um, and then um, that's another thing about, you know, my truck. Like in Southern California, I don't, I don't know if you know this, but in Southern California, um, most couples, you have one person that eats absolutely everything. Like I don't care, load right? it up. But then you have one person, yeah. you know, that's like, oh, I don't eat, you know, beef or I don't eat, you know, chicken. I got you. I, I Those people, I got the whole family can come and like, unless you're allergic to potatoes. <laughs> itself, mm-hmm. which is kind of hard to find that person. Um, yes. I got you. You're going to leave, you know, fed, and you're going to, you know, leave with, you know, the choices that you put on the potato. So, yeah. And, you know, I very – I know, love that. Too. Yeah, yeah. I love I that because you're that describing too. That's my That's another thing family. that motivates me. Yes. 
Yes, I can see where that would motivate you. I can see why that would motivate you because you just described my family because my daughter is a vegetarian. (laughs) And baked potatoes was always something everybody in the family could eat because, you know, um, there was no meat in it. And and you can, like you say, you're now going to stuff it and just make it so delicious. I, people need to go to your your um, Instagram page and see some of the pictures of your of your potatoes and uh, actually your truck. Because I don't know who did the design for your truck, but your truck is really super looking. But um, <laughs> yeah, so you I just, love the design you just, for my I, truck. The, oh, I bet the you do. I, I really. Uh, God, it's so just great. No, so you so you kind of you do you so you kind of serve the Los Angeles community, whether it's in you know I realize that people all across the country are listening to this show, especially your Marine right. veterans friends that might. I'm, I'm gonna get to them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to them. We gonna we gonna get there. We gonna get there. Right now, you know, we're we're being birthed out of Los Angeles, but um, right, yeah, but you never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna get now, there. Like seriously, you, you know. You uh, mentioned at the very top of the show when we talked about the connection of Russ's daughter, Hillary, and your uh-huh. daughter. You also have a daughter. Is she 17? Um, uh, that's a fun age. Devon A. is 15. She's 15. Oh, she's 15? Oh, she's younger than Hillary. Yeah. So yeah, how yeah. does she feel about your business? Because I believe you are her you are her daddy, so how does she feel about <laughs> about your business? <laughs> man, so this could be a whole other show in itself. My daughter is, <laughs> I mean, I know everybody feels, you know, a certain way about their child, but when I tell you, like, I have the most amazing daughter, um, she is brilliant. I'm talking about um, an A and B student. Um, she's very focused. Um, she, you know, with her homework and everything, you know, I'm the type of dad where, like, I'm like, and like you're, you know, up, you know, so late doing your homework, you need to get some rest. She's like, I just gotta finish this. So she's very focused, she's very driven. Um, and that's another reason why, you know, um, I wanted to get out and um kinda have, you know, a little bit of something, you know, for her to leave her, you know, um uh, you know, a business that, you know, that will provide, you know, additional income, whatever she cho- chooses in life. But um, yeah, with my daughter, like, um, yeah, so with the potato with the truck going um, you know, she was just allowed to, you know, go to school, focus, you know, on softball and everything like that. Um, I also, you know, I have to say I got full custody of my daughter as well, so she, you know, stays with me full time. Um, and mm-hmm. she, you know, uh, I don't know what day or when it happened, but one day I looked up and, um, you know, my daughter was on the register. She's on the register and she's um, helping out, like, in the kitchen, like, Dad, you got this. She went from making sure that I have everything when I leave the house <laughs> to actually being on the truck and um, doing wow. little things, you know, assisting her dad, like, um, on the truck. And when I say, like, she, we, the most, the business conversations that I have with my daughter about the truck, like, she initiates them. And she's very, um, she's very in tune with, okay, this is, you know, a part of, you know, this is our family business. She's very in tune with that, but it's not something that wow. I ever forced on her. She just kind of jumped in mm-hmm. there, and like I said, like she, you know, she's doing things. Um, you know, she she helps. You know, she helps out a lot. Um, 
you know, whether it be, like, on the truck or, you know, dad, you know, make sure you do this, you know, make sure you do that, like, you know, have you did this, you know, um, she just helps out a lot, you know, and um, I'm very um, fortunate um, to have, you know, my daughter, man, like, just, you know, being in tune with the business, because I never, I never, like, wanted to force it on her and say, like, hey, this is what you have to do, this is a part of the family business, right, because we don't, you know, want to do that, you know, with our kids, but she came along on her own, and she is definitely um, excited about the business, Um, she definitely um, motivates me now that she is in tune with the business, like, she motivates me to, you know, push it even further, even more, I was already doing that, but now that I see that she's in tune with it, like, it motivates me more. So, um, I mean, that's just, like, a beautiful thing to just have um, a child in tune with um, something that you're, you know, doing as a parent um, because it's rare. You know, most of the time, you know, whatever the parent is, you know, the child kind of wants to do the polar opposite. You know, they want to take, right. you know, their own path. And, she, yeah, she's definitely going to take her own path. But for her to, you know, just come along and to assist in certain elements where she knows she can, like, um, it's just amazing to me. Yeah, and, um, yeah, and I still, you know, um, you know, assistant coach on our softball team, you know, and I'm helping out, you know, um, when I'm not on the truck and I'm not doing the truck um, with her games and her practices and, you know, getting her skill set. Wow. So, you know, um, it, it's a beautiful relationship of how we kind of complement each other, just, you know, father and daughter. Man, I, I love my daughter. Like, even from before when she was born, like, I, I used to sing to her in the womb. Like, man, that is my baby. <laughs> oh, that's such a that – that is so great. And I would imagine, you know, there's some – we love our moms. I'm just telling you, we love our moms, but there is mm-hmm. nothing like – of the girl's love for her father. It could make me cry just saying that because yeah. no one is like our dads. And what you are experiencing with your daughter now, you don't even honestly, because she is still young, you don't even uh, honestly know what effect you are having on her life because you can't know that yet. But I wow. do. Because wow. I know what it means to have a dad and I know what it meant when my kids lost their dad so unexpectedly, uh, I mean, he died unexpectedly. And uh, even though they were grown, um, there is just something about a dad. And, and to have a passion about your business and then to have your daughter without you, you know, insisting or encouraging, but her, her willingness to want to be with her dad doing that, I, oh God, yeah. I like you said, you could you could talk forever about that because it is it is absolutely priceless. It and is priceless. When you think it, yeah. it is, she, it it really she, she it, it really is. is. It, it's, it's so fun. I think the common thing is a lot of um, girls they kind of take to their dad, and a lot of boys take to their mom because you know, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, like, my mom was very influential in my life, you know, um, mm-hmm. guiding me, and then full circle, you know, um, now my mom is up in age, um, you know, and her health, you know, um, you know, with everything, you know, that comes with age, you know, I also, mm-hmm. you know, take care of my mom, too, so she sees that, she sees me, you know, um, taking care of her grandmother mm-hmm. as well, too, so it's kind of, um, yeah, it's just kind of one of those things, you can say things to your blue in the face to your child, but um, I think ultimately um, what we do 
Um, what we, you know, because kids look, they're looking, they're watching. Even as babies, that they, you know, when they're in that little car seat and they're, you know, not even talking, what are they doing? They're watching. They're watching your lip. They're you watching. Bet. You know, they're, they're, the kids are watching. So you can say, don't do this, don't do that, or do this or do that. But I think ultimately, um, my belief, um, just me as a father, I think, you know, your ethic and what you do, your values, um, you know, and, what you show your kids, um, they ultimately pick mm-hmm. that up. You know, whether it's you good bet. or bad habits, you know, they they will pick it up, right? They're watching. It's all products of our environment. You bet. So when you think about it, it's, it's one of the hardest things about running your business because it can't be easy. I mean, you've got a vehicle you have to move. You know, you have to be able to do all of those things and, and purchase and do your prep and all those things. I'm just trying to imagine, what is, what's the most difficult thing about um, your business? Yeah, you know what's funny? Um, I'm so glad that you asked me that. One of the difficult things about my business, it's not none of that. Like, it's, it's none of that. Everything that I mentioned that I have to do throughout the day, you would think mm-hmm. that, Oh, that sounds so hard. Like, but because I know the end result, and because I know that the preparation is um, so critical to the success of the day, you know, in the business, like that all mm-hmm. comes along with it. So it's none of that. The most difficult thing for me about running the business is sometimes it's all business for me. You know, um, it's hard to it's hard to cut off. It's it's really hard to cut off. It's hard to. Um, it's it's hard to cut off, like cause, because mm-hmm. when you're working with for somebody, um, when that shift is over, you can leave and you can leave that job there. Actually, I think mm-hmm. you're supposed to, you're supposed to leave and right. leave that job there. But when you have your own business, that's it's your baby, so it's always on. So the most difficult thing is, but it's very necessary, is just kind of shutting it off at times. You know, as mm-hmm. I mentioned, you know, I, um, I took a few days off, you know, just to kind of take a break and reset. Well, also those few days, you know, was just me spending time with my daughter, spending time with my mom, you know, taking care of um, personal business that I need to take I, care of. There you um, go. Okay, cool. Yeah. 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 So that's, I well, mean, that's probably I, the, the most difficult part. Work, work-life work balance, right? So, right. Um, yeah, to me, that's the most, um, when I'm, when I'm on the business and I'm on and I'm doing it, like, None of that part, none of that is difficult. I was, a, I was, a, you know, I'm a Marine. Like, so right. the level of difficulty of things that I have to do in the Marines versus, you know, what I need to do in the civilian world is, you know, is, yeah. So the physical part and the mental part now, all that stuff, um, I don't consider that difficult. The most difficult part for me is just the work-life balance because I always have to force myself to turn it off, you know. You know, it's so interesting. Um, I, I often ask my guests about balance because I, I struggle with that in what I do as well. And um, that work that work and, and life balance sometimes is is something that we that many of us struggle. I, some people meditate. Some people will go for a run. Some people will, you know, take a yoga class or or. or or take a camera out, which is something I enjoy doing. I just want to get outside and grab my camera and just be outdoors and just de de stress from the from the computer. You take a beautiful but picture yes, too. I've seen the pictures that you take. Oh, you take. thank <laughs> They're you. They're amazing. I, 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 
Oh, thanks. I'm a bird brain, so, you know, I, I've never met a pelican I don't love. But, um, <laughs> you know, we all have to find it, right? We all have to find that way. And I'm beginning to learn from a really good friend of mine, just a terrific friend, the value of deep breathing. Now, I don't do yoga. As much as I worked at the Y for 10 years, I never took a yoga class. I was too busy. Guess what I was doing? Talking. Um, Taking care of the members. (laughs) But I'm, yeah, it was a shocker. But uh, I'm beginning to recognize that that, um, that ability to take a serious deep breath all the way down into your diaphragm, holding it, and then slowly releasing that and making sure that your shoulders are not up by your ears and just deep breathing, even if you just do it five times in a row. If you don't do something like that and you're looking to just like quiet it down, that is uh, uh, that is useful. And you can honestly, you can do it anywhere. You can You can just take those moments to just be there and just quiet yourself because you, you, you are not just taking care of yourself. You're not just taking care of your business. You mentioned your right. daughters in school. You're mentioning right. that you're taking care of your mom. You know, you're looking into your future. You're responsible for the financial well-being of not just yourself but your family. That's a lot. Right. And, um, right. you know, I think that being able to calm ourselves is, and when you say that you like you said, you're, you're, it's not like you clock out and go home from Bank of America and now you're going to go home and watch the Clipper game, which is where I'm going right. tonight, just saying. But I know all you Laker lovers out there, some of us like the Clippers too. All right, I'm just saying. But, um, right, okay. Yeah, this is Laker but, town. You know, <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's a Laker town. I can't say I can't know that. Um, yeah, well, but, I hear you. You know, well, thank you. Where do where do you see yourself for for like long term and short term goals? Do you do you plan ahead like that? I do, I do. Um, I don't I don't think I go into anything whether it be like I'm sorry, <laughs> um, whether it be like friendships or any type of like relationship or business or anything without seeing short term or long long term goals. But um, definitely. Um, Long-term goals, um, it can go one or two ways, and it just depends on, you know. Um, so right now it's in the infant stages. To me, it's like a baby, and um, mm-hmm. you know, um, pretty soon it's going to be like a toddler. It's going to be toddling, kind of walking on its own. I don't have to be, you know, as on hand, and then it's, you know, it's going to, you know, grow. So, um, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm open to um, franchising it. I'm open to. Um, nice. Having not just not just a food truck, but I'm definitely definitely this year um, a goal of mine is to have a um, sit down location. Um, you know, nothing too big, um, but nothing mm-hmm. so small. But a place where you know people it's one location where the food truck it moves around. But um, I just want to have like one location where people um, can come and you know sit down and socialize and you know mm-hmm. just enjoy themselves. You know, uh, whether it be after church or you know, after work or whatever. So, um, you mm-hmm. know, that's, you know, in the plans this year. And then, um, you know, I'm open to franchising. And um, so ultimately, um, like I said, I'm very optimistic in the long term. I'm very optimistic. It's, you know, the opportunities that present themselves that's, that make sense, you know, to me. So sure. um, those sure. things, yeah, so I'm entertaining, you know, kind of a lot of long-term ideas currently so i'm not specific in saying like hey i'm going this route or this route but you sure. know i mentioned i'm open to franchise and i'm open to 
you know, um, multiple locations. Um, yeah, so it's not mm-hmm. just so much just the food truck, but more so the experience, the brand, the product, you know, making it accessible mm-hmm. to as many people as possible. Because, like I said, mm-hmm. like you said, it's one spot where people can come and they can, you know, all enjoy and have their own specifications on how they like their potato, their their food. Right. Um, so, yeah, so, um, yeah, so right now, um, in short, right now, you know, in line with that, right now my um, short term is, you know, branding and letting people know, like, hey, this option sure. is out there, you know. And maybe and that's what it somebody, is. It's an option. Would somebody – I'm sorry. I, I just, I'm just thinking about something that's exciting. Would, if somebody was <laughs> local and they were going to have some kind of a big celebration, some kind of a party or whatever, would, are you uh-huh. ever open to have somebody coming to somebody's personal event and oh, and sure. providing, so I mean I would I would, you know you used to hear about how ta- taco trucks would do that they would come oh, yeah. and maybe yeah. come to well, a big people, birthday party or something so people do that with yeah. you as well yeah we well, oh, yeah, do that cool. all the time um, they have these things called champagne parties where um, people you know um, their child is going to prom you know and but traditionally they use uh, like taco lady or you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I've done those. Um, I've done, you know, events around the city, the Taste of Inglewood, um, the the Martin Luther King Parade. I was just there. Um, I've, oh, you know, cool. birthday parties. Um, yeah, like, um, and, you know, I even, you know, catered, um, you know, wakes. Um, just, just, you know, I'm open to like, you know, anything that makes sense, you know. Um, and, Good. you know, yeah, yeah. So I'm definitely open to the catering. It is. Um, that's a big part of the business. Well, I actually have another catering event coming up this weekend. Um, so yeah, like those are all, yeah. And then also the, you know, the festivals and like I said, this is, mm-hmm. we're getting into like uh, more like the spring season. The sense. So these events are already starting to be planned and everything mm-hmm. like that. So my calendar is kind of filling up um, going into Good. the summer, you know, I'm, I'm already. So, but yeah, like it's not just um, lunch runs, but yeah, definitely, um you know, if you have a, you know, a work event, um, a birthday party, mm-hmm. um, a function, um, you know, and you definitely want, you know, something different, a good quality product. Yeah, making potato stuff is there. You know, we're there. You know, um, like I said, we're not, you know, I'm hard to find. You can definitely, you know, find me on Instagram, which I'm very um, active on, um, making potato stuff. Um, and, you know, my phone number, you know, is three one oh four eight nine nine seven five six. So, um, but everything is there online. Um, I'm not hard to find. I'm not hiding, you know. So, but um, have yeah, you ever you know. have you ever gone to um, any of the farmers markets when they have trucks there? What? Yes, for sure. Marina Del Rey. I was like yeah. the table there when I first started off. Um, yep. And that's where I was thinking. There, of. And um, Westchester too. Yeah, yeah. The one right by the two two factory. Yeah. yeah, I was like a stable there mm-hmm. for the longest and from time to time I do go back there I just haven't been there as consistently because it's an early mm-hmm. morning thing on Saturday and sometimes I have like late night Friday events and so right. just to turn around right. and get the truck ready sometimes it can be um, a little bit overwhelming but um, yeah sure. no, I love the farmers markets because when I'm at the farmers markets um, sometimes you know um, I can you know um, use some of the fresh products that the other sure. you know vendors are selling at the product you know uh, at at the product at the farmers market and um mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yeah I, I love farmers market those are always um, fun and exciting for me you know oh i bet 
So when you're not working and you're not thinking, do you, what do you do that, that you – is it the baseball? What do you like to do when you want – oh, my gosh, there's only 24 hours in the day. What do you do for fun? Um, so um, I know you mentioned you're a Clipper fan, but I'm a Lakers fan. I love to sit down and just kind of, you know, watch a, um, a, you know, a good game. Um, as I mm-hmm. was, you know, before, you know, I got into the business, um, I was, you know, able to, you know, so anytime I can catch a good game, I'm definitely, you know, willing to sit down mm-hmm. and catch a game or even, you know, living that late, you know, going to a game. Um, or, and then, you know, a football game, like I'm, I'm just a sports fan like that. So that, but outside of that, um, when I do have time right now, it's basically family time. Like I want to, you know, spend yes. time with my daughter. I wanna, we want to um, do things, um, you know, whether it's you know me coaching at her. Like that, that's free time to, for me. Like if I have free time, then you know if I can get out and you know throw the ball with my daughter or take her to the batting cages mm-hmm. or you know um, spend mm-hmm. time with my mom. You know, um, you know taking her for a walk. You know, and you know, um, you know going out to to me that's free time. That's family time. That's yeah, what I would rather I do. Think. You know, um yeah, and I would even, you know, give up, you know, watching a game to even do that. It's that important, sure. you know, to me. Sure. So, um, yeah, when it comes to free time, like that's um I I really value, you know, my time with family. Um, it's just who I am as a person. Uh, yeah, it's it's that's why we like you so much. That's why you <laughs> Are that genuine man that everybody people want like to that, support? Though. I mean, I think everybody should. Everybody's like I that. Know. I know. Like, you know, that's what we're all about. Well, like, you know. You bet. You you know yeah. what? You, you've made a really great closing remark because actually we've we've, we've gone we to this hour and I knew it would. Yeah, because that's how fast it goes when you're having a great conversation. I I knew that would be <laughs> oh, wow. the case with us. But you know, but what you. I know, but you know what's so what's so true about what you said is that um, we all can learn. I, I, that's why I love doing this show so much, and why I appreciate you joining me on this show because we see so much that's negative on the news or read in the newspaper, and there's so much that can be so positive. You don't know who you've just inspired today by somebody oh, wow. saying, man, I've wanted to do that. And if he can do it, maybe I can do it. I can get ahead. I can get in touch with Marsha. Marsha at BornToTalkRadioShow.com. Reach born out. Talk. You and want she me is to definitely born to talk. <laughs> Honey, so, you know, we all have, you know, so you were born to do potatoes. What can I tell you? We, I mean, we all have our gifts, right? <laughs> so right, right, all right. I can say is that, you know, I've just, thoroughly enjoyed this time with you Sylvester truly it's just it's been wow. so delightful uh when wow, told me, Marcia, you god you gotta got you gotta get you gotta get him on your show you know he wasn't <laughs> kidding when he said it and for you to take uh, the time out of your bro. very well you know you live a very busy lifestyle and and my millennial friend said to me once we don't use that word busy we use that word productive you live a very productive, productive lifestyle. And Absolutely. I just, I'm going to start saying I'm, that, too. I, I'm grateful for the time. I look forward to having a potato with you sometime soon. I'm going to look and see oh, where you're sure. going to be next. I got you. Uh, you I know, got you. I, 
<laughs> I I gotta have one. I'm telling you, my mouth is like, all oh, right, I'm ready. So um, I, I got just, you, Walter. I, just, I got you. I got you. I, I, I feel it. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> thank you so much. And you know, maybe thank six you, months from now, down the road, when when you started your first franchise or you've done whatever you've done, we'll, we'll revisit again and see where you are. But just keep on doing. Keep on doing what you're doing because you are making a difference in your industry, but also your relationship with your daughter is oh. is just phenomenal. So, oh, so thank, thank you, you once again for, for joining me. And everybody that's out there, you know, come back next week because I can tell you <laughs> I have incredible guests lined up for the whole month of February and March. And if you're listening and you're thinking, darn, I'd like to be – a guest on Marsha's show, reach out. I'm easy. Marsha at borntotalkradioshow.com. I answer my emails. So until next time, everybody, thank you so much for joining. We're going to listen to a little outgoing music now, and I'll hear you, and I'll be in touch with you next week. Here we go.